1: Hey, welcome to the podcast. Today, I'm finishing the interview with my really good partner, Aaron Suzuki. We've been together for a long, long time. And I think good ministry is born in friendship. And you're going to catch that if you listen to the whole series here. So hope you enjoy. Take care. You know, there, there's something that you do.
0: Um, and, and I don't think you do it intentionally at all. It's just a very natural thing. Um, you always talked about trying to uh, teach um, and, and and maybe this is this isn't exactly what you said, but it's like to uh, somebody that's in in elementary school or or make it so whatever you prepare as a meal, everybody can eat it. you know instead of having something that that the guy's looking up every other word that you're saying, you always had this tendency you had the word. And and maybe you, you, you digested it and regurgitated it in a way where everybody else would be able to understand it. Um, and like even this today, let's say that we call this this interview and I have these ideas on where it should go. The problem is you're dealing with me who can't remember exactly what the question was and I go off on into left field. But there's a tendency that you have to keep it all flowing and you don't ever say oh no no you, you didn't understand because as soon as you do that then the the guy you're interviewing is kind of tense at that point you know um and and there's there you've always been able to sort of make things blend even if it you wanted it here and it ends up here you still manage to kind of make it go like this and work that that's been a um I think that's a strength because there's some people that will just go, no, 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 you don't understand what I asked. And then it, it puts it all on the other guy like, oh, uh, okay, I'm dumb. I got to say the right thing. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's always friend. been a
1: strength. I got a friend that's a, a missionary in Japan that doesn't speak Japanese or he can get by but he doesn't really speak it. Because when he first moved there and he started to learn Japanese, another missionary jumped all over him and attacked him for the way he spoke. And, you know, we know that it's part of Japanese culture for Japanese people to do that, but for a missionary to do that to another missionary. And uh, this guy was was, was a- years later, angry, bitter, uh, said, I never want to see that person again in my life. I don't speak Japanese because of him. Um, there, there, there's a book I read um, i think it's called multipliers and my friend todd wilson wrote a book called multipliers about church publication but this one's a secular book and um this woman wrote the book and, and she talks about people who are diminishers and they can only feel good about themselves if they make you feel less than right, right. Them. and uh and and they're poison but to, to be, right. a, and she uses the term hero maker. One of my other friends wrote a book called Hero Makers, but she uses that in, in this book. Maybe that's even the title of her book. I can't remember. But I think it's really important. Um, you've always been able to do that really well. You know, you kind of come alongside people and and act like they're smarter than you are or whatever, and then, and then you lift them up. And that, that's been a prize along the way. <laughs> It's like, it's like what
0: we're reading uh, uh, In Search of Excellence, uh, where he, I don't know exactly what the, the title of that, that particular chapter was, but where he goes, so what do you want to be called? She goes, I want to be Supreme Commander. He goes, okay, here it is. Here's your card, Supreme Commander. And uh, as silly as that is, if you give the person that, um, they will become that. They really will. They'll, they'll start to change, you know? Uh, anyways, so...
1: You know, anybody who's listening to this, uh, when we're talking about uh, the book In Search of Excellence, what happened was between Hermosa Beach and Hawaii that summer, this book came out, wild bestseller for three years. The author, Tom Peters, not a believer, at least he doesn't ever show it if he is one. And, And there's eight principles in there that we found so meaningful because we were already doing all eight. And so here's a successful business book. And it's like, well, we've been doing this for a long time. We learned it from reading Proverbs in the book of Acts. And this guy learned it from some Wharton School of Business or something. But anyway, it's become uh, one of the the pillars. I mean, it's surely not the Bible, but it's become a a, a real go-to thing in in setting the values of this thing that we call Hope Chapel. Right. uh, Amen.
0: That was fun. fun book, huh? Yep, yep. And, and in fact, I think he had a sequel to it. We read it, but it wasn't as good as that The very first one. It, that really did. It, it's like, hey, it's almost like, hey, he, he discovered something that we've been doing. Or we went, hey, so we're not so bad after all. <laughs> There's something out there that, that somebody's recognizing as a good thing, and we've been doing that. So, yeah. That was a fun book. You you guys are experiencing exactly how we operate. <laughs> he said it a lot better than I did. <laughs> politically, it's probably more correct. I tended to just always like throw things on the ground. Um, Ralph would always reassemble it. Um, um, and and this isn't like you know his fan club. Okay, don't don't look at me that way. I just I just realized that he has the these giftings, I have these giftings. And we've managed to work together um, very well using those giftings that that God put together. You know, I, I I didn't want to become him. He didn't want to become me, except for the fact that, um, you know, Japanese tend to garden a lot and grow things. Mm-hmm. That was something that he always did well. That was something that I could never do, except for now. I garden now. <laughs> Anyways, uh it it i think you guys are seeing if you're still with us you're seeing what um god put together that this 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 team that um went out and did this thing in hawaii and I, I don't think we beat drums over it it was something that was assignment that was given and we went and did it and that assignment has not changed much although what it looks like right now it's it's morphed into whatever the surroundings are now, but it still has those same values. And, uh, yeah, that's us.
1: Yeah. I went, you know, I look at the time that, because I mean, we were pretty tight friends for the last five years or so that, uh, that we were in uh, Hermosa beach and Uh, that was wonderful what happened there there you know what time we left we were the 30th church to go out the door and by the way if you're interested all this and a whole lot of Aaron Suzuki is in the book let go of the ring but um, not all this but some of this anyway we uh, we were the 30th ones to go out the church had grown to a couple thousand people those were exciting fun times but once we hit Hawaii, and, and we went through our hard times, I remember standing out under the monkey pod tree in the rain praying like crazy that these guys would rent us this decrepit building in this park, and and then they did. And you know, those, there were those moments, those, there was a time we completely ran out of money and uh, there there was all of the that stuff, but then there was all the good stuff. But I really came to believe that the whole experience that we had in hermosa as valid and wonderful as it was starting in manhattan moving to hermosa was preparation for what god was going to do there in in hawaii from hawaii and you know it literally had finally ended up touching every continent in the world actually somebody even from antarctica said they'd started a little like eight people in a in a scientific research station or something and um so all these things happen and and then now here we are now, you know, retired or semi-retired or whatever you want to call it. We both have our chores. We both have what we're doing. Um, you're there in a in a startup church and journey church in Hawaii. That's another interesting thing. Uh, we never cared too much about names and titles. And many of the guys that went out and used the name Hope Chapel now have changed it because that's cool. And, and that's what we did when we started. So I think that is cool. But... Um, so you're you're still doing what you did i'm doing this right here trying to put it out to other people um it's it's not so bad getting old huh
0: no it's not Nope. but but the one thing that i have noticed as i've gotten older now it's like i i say things and i don't really care <laughs> what the other person thinks <laughs> it's like i'm not i'm not worried about what the yelp is going to say about you know whatever i say so it, There's this tendency now to be, um, I'll speak more freely, I think, than I would have before, you know, Um, like when I was working in a denomination, there was restrictions, and I I don't feel those restrictions anymore, and I, it's kind of nice, you know, and then if I say something really bad, then, you know, in a few years, I'll be gone, so (laughs) it'll be
1: all right. So as we kind of wrap this thing up, what would you say to uh, a young guy who is working for American Honda, Uh, he's an ace ace with motorcycles, he has uh, the the job that he has he got because he was hot rodding motorcycles, A, a Honda shop picked him up to sell parts because he could upsell people. Uh, Honda comes along and says, we want to make an engineer out of you without having to go to college. And he succeeds at that. He gets to the point where um, he's able to test the hottest, newest bikes. And now he's thinking about making a big move, maybe going to Japan or someplace, maybe going to Europe. And uh, the company comes along and offers him more money, says you can work on the race team. Uh, I think they even offered you women at one point uh, bad thing. What, what would you say to this guy? Uh, he's, he's got a life to invest. What would you tell him?
0: Okay. First, I want to correct that. It wasn't Honda that it, with the women thing, it was a, a, a supervisor that wasn't speaking for the whole company, okay. just in case. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want us to get sued. Um, what would I say to him? Oh, man, you threw me in a... Okay. Um, I would say now, if I was to coach somebody like that, I would... Um, I think I'd ask him, what What are you bringing to the table? What's the one thing? and it, it, And it doesn't even have to be uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not asking for your favorite verse. I, I just want to know what, 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 what if we were to start something like this, what do you bring? And I think at that time, if someone was to ask me that, I would have said, well, what I bring here is, I don't mind getting dirty. Um, I don't mind serving someone else. Um, but that all, that all plays into the way I was gifted. But I really didn't understand that gifting thing, although I, I took that gifting test. But it wasn't until we came here that that really became, I, I understood it better. But I would be looking to find out, what do you think you have right now? Because it says that we have everything. I think that means if you're thrown in a hole... God would give you everything necessary to do ministry in that hole uh, without anybody else around you. But when we're here, and there's so many other people, and I see people who have, who are very gifted, and that makes me go and think, I don't have those things. I don't have this thing. You know, I just do this kind of a thing. Well, I, I want to work with that guy and and develop the thing that he feels he has. And then try to lead them towards those other things that that I can see that that is in them. Um, so yeah, maybe that's kind of a complicated way of, of, of answering your question. But I think that's what I would do. Is is because I think see, I think I think the Holy Spirit when I got saved by that guy Jim saying. Um, um, God has a plan for your life. He he didn't give me the gospel. He just said that. And something happened inside of me and I got saved at that very moment. I never prayed the sinner's prayer. I had to do it later just to because I figured out, oh, I think that's something you're supposed to do. And so like the first person that I ever uh um, was going to pray to receive Christ, uh, was a secretary that I had at at Honda. And I uh when I said, "So, do you want to accept Christ?" She goes, "Yes." And I thought, "Okay, put your head down." Um, and then the only thing I could think of is the way Ralph does it. Okay, if you want to accept Christ, raise your hand. And I was going to start to say that because I had no other method. I didn't know what you're supposed to do. <laughs> and uh, anyways, so so it it's like, may um, I, mean, I kind of lost my train, but of thought. But I want to I get guys that um, feel like they have this much and I want to find those other things that, that God has given them and encourage those things because that's what, that's what Ralph did with me. He, he took somebody very broken who definitely was not the Bible scholar um, and we went and started this thing in, in Hawaii um, and along the way, he saw things, and he would just remind me of those things. Um, I, I don't know how others feel. I, I've always felt very insecure about a lot of things in my life. And then there was this guy that came along, and and also the Holy Spirit that came along and said, "No, you have the beginnings of that. I see that in you, and it it changed me. Um, you know, I had more hair, white hair, no black hair.
1: Anyways." <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> It changed me a lot, folks. That's <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I just want to say thanks for taking time to do this. Uh, I think that what we've recorded here is going to be important to help chapel people. My brain is spinning as we're talking, trying to figure out. Uh, I I think I can share this. I'm working with some pastors in Pakistan, and uh, at least in audio, they're going to be able to benefit from it. And um, I I just I guess I want to say in front of all these people, Hey, thank you for being my friend. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for being, Th-
0: my thank you for seeing, like I, I mentioned the things that those, those gifts are those things that God gave me and, and, and believing uh, in me and uh, that helped create this, this, uh, when you say team, it sounds like, uh, I, I don't know what you call this, uh, Maybe this is what real brothers are supposed to be like, but um, yeah, that. Um, thank you for for seeing those things, and thanks for inviting me on this uh, this little ride. I suppose the Holy Spirit invited the both of us on yeah. this little ride, but it, it it has been good. and And it's you know I think Ralph mentioned very quickly. Um, it's not about the numbers thing. That I mean, that's nice, and that maybe gives gives. Uh, Someone the ability to say, here's Ralph who started this many churches, um, but he said the same thing when we didn't start very many, you know, when we started two churches from Hawaii. Um, he's been saying the same thing. I, I, don't, I don't think that's changed uh, as far as going and making disciples and reaching the world. That, that hasn't changed. I, I, in fact, I don't, I don't think in my Bible that has changed much either. So, yeah, that's the thing. Thank you so much for the uh, encouragement. Thank you for saying, you can fly, keep trying. You know? <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. Thanks
0: again. I messed this up. Okay.
1: okay. Well, that's okay. No, you didn't mess us up and, and so I'll just cut off this part of it, but just thanks for, yeah, thanks for doing this and, and thanks for a lifetime. I mean, good night. This is incredible. Okay. I'll let you go. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. God bless. God bless. Bye-bye.
0: If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe and check his blog at ralphmoore.net.